Hey everyone, it's Andrew here and welcome to the next episode of the TELT podcast. So here we are, uh, chapter 13 of the Innovator's Mindset. So I'm going to be sharing some thoughts and ideas around that. So without any further ado, let's dive in. All right, so here we go. Uh, chapter 13, are we there yet? And, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. Like when I look at uh, chapter 13 and I think of, you know, just the title of the chapter, you know, are we there yet? Um, It just takes me right back to the beginning of my career where, uh, you know, I felt, uh, I remember, you know, being young in my career and, um, you know, feeling that, like looking at veteran teachers and having a feeling that, you know what? wow, like I really aspire someday to be uh, like that teacher or like those teachers. And, um, you know, I remember being young and in the career and feeling like there's a destination, you know, there's a, there's an end point to this where you finally, you know, can sit back and go, wow, like I'm a master teacher now. And, uh, you know, it's amazing uh, as, you know, you move more and more into the career you come to the realization that, you know, that destination doesn't exist. You know, it's really just about consistently, you know, adapting and changing and improving our practice as educators um, to meet the needs of the students that we serve, you know, in the present tense. And, uh, you know, again, just you know, I, I've talked about it in other podcasts, like the, you know, the last 20, like if I look at the 20 years that I've kind of been in this thing in education, that, you know, um, just the, the nature of the students, um, you know, and, and how they learn and their interests, what they're exposed to, it's so different and it's always changing. And with technology, it's actually accelerating now. And so, uh, you know, it's a great chapter, I think, you know, because I think that, you know, the question that George Gross asks in chapter 13 is, are we there yet? Um, my answer to that is, it's just going to be, um, you know, consistent and, and continuous, continuous is a better word, uh, journey, you know, where we're just going to continue to grow and learn and uh, adapt to uh, the new realities of education. And so, you know, it's exciting because I find that, you know, when you can kind of approach your practice in the classroom as, you know, the challenge of having the students in front of you and thinking, you know, like, what is it that these students really enjoy? You know, what can I do as lessons to really connect with them and to get them excited about education. And I know for myself, you know, again, just being on Twitter and seeing um, some of the amazing things that educators in my board are doing to make the learning fun for uh, the students. And again, that's what drives me in this role. And it's uh, it's to try to uh, continue to grow that community and build it up and to uh, have as many teachers as possible in my board, uh, you know, connect outside the boundaries of their schools and really, you know, kind of make or become that, you know, one school community 
where um, everyone's sharing and growing together. And the cool thing about being on Twitter is that then you get to connect to the broader audience and learn from other um, really amazing educators that are out there. So uh, again, in chapter uh, 13, um, there's a kind of like a table and, uh, you know, George Guros challenges us to kind of reflect. And so it's all about unleashing talent. And he has some driving questions here. So I thought I would just, you know, throw out the questions and then answer them um, for you guys today. So the first category in the Unleashing Talent is strength, uh, Strengths-Based Leadership. So the question George asks is, do I know and build upon the strengths of those I serve? And, uh, you know, that's something I think that, you know, you continuously have to kind of like ask yourself that question, you know. Uh, do I know the teachers in my school? Do I know the students in my class? You know, do I know um, all of the people that make up, um, you know, the people on my board? And, you know, when we look at the idea of building upon the strengths of those I serve, I think the biggest thing that I can do in my role is connect people. You know, um, there was a time early in the evolution in this role where my role was more around, you know, really showing people, um, you know, how to use technology in specific ways. And I, that's going to continue for sure. But, you know, it's almost like now we're going to a new phase and that new phase is more about celebrating, you know, building on the strengths of those I serve and also connecting those teachers and people in the system and giving them a voice and providing them with op an opportunity to share the amazing things they're doing because it's so much more powerful when it happens from the classroom, you know, with the teacher and the students showcasing. It's so much more powerful when it's a administrator or a system leader within a school who's doing it and who's able to share you know, share the, the good, share some of the challenges, and also share some of the ways that they overcome some of those barriers. So again, I, I think for myself, it's when I look at that question, do I know and build upon the strengths of those I serve? I find that that's my main goal is to, to, to know and to discover those people and to build on their strengths, but to empower them, you know, empower them to share their story, their journey. The second category, unleashing talent, uh, in uh, in this table here, is powerful learning first, technology second. The question George asks: Are we embracing new and better opportunities for learning, and making decisions based on supporting these new realities? You know, are we embracing new opportunities for learning? And, uh, you know, again, uh, I find, you know, and I shared that today. I was at a, you know, a meeting with, um, you know, a group of, of different educators. And one of the things that I shared was any time I encounter a barrier, any time, uh, you know, someone throws me a curveball, there's a few ways you can react to it. You know, like you can get discouraged and you can kind of, you know, feel like, oh, you know what, I put so much work into this and, and, you know, it didn't materialize. Or you can 
see it as just a hurdle and a mountain that you have to climb above. You know, you have to, you know, we got to jump over that. And um, that's something that I find that I, I like to share on the trail is, are we embracing new opportunities for learning and making decisions based on supporting these new realities? And so, you know, for me, it's just always about trying to do that and sh- and showcase that, that, you know, when something comes my way and it doesn't work out, it's all good. Um, it's all good. What I need to do now is figure out, okay, what is a better way of achieving this? You know, what is a better way to build capacity in my board around technology-enabled learning? And again, what keeps um, resonating with me is less about, like me, less about, um, you know, uh, let's say the system level trying to, you know, um, you know, provide opportunities for uh, that learning piece, but more of a grassroots, you know, that, that grassroots piece. And let's get into classrooms. Let's get, you know, some teachers doing cool things. And let's showcase that. And so uh, it's exciting stuff. It's really, really exciting. Less is more. The next idea. What are the few purposeful areas that we are focused on? How might we align our resources to support ongoing learning and development in these areas? What are the few purposeful areas that we are focused on? And, uh, you know, throughout the book, um, one of the big pieces that has resonated with me is the idea of, you know, not trying to do, you know, 100 different things. But let's try to do a few things really well. And, you know, let's pick resources that can support those few initiatives and do them really well and then build upon them. And so I agree, less is more for sure, especially in the area in the realm of technology, because, you know, teachers are, and I've mentioned this in other podcasts, like teachers are super busy. And so, you know, you can come out with all kinds of initiatives. But I think it's important always to, you know, like, let's, let's really focus in. Let's have that common vision. Um, let's provide flexibility in that vision, you know, for people to be able to, you know, connect to things they like and then connect it maybe to that bigger vision. But let's focus on a few things and do them really well. And so I think that whether it's at the classroom level, whether it's at the school level, whether it's at the system level, it's so important you know, for us to just focus on a few things and, and again, do them well. And, you know, when you think about it, like sometimes, you know, we get we get lost in the idea of, you know, let's try to, you know, have all kinds of initiatives because it's it's flashy, it looks good. But when you look back over two or three years, you look back at your progress and you go, wow, we had so many goals that we didn't really achieve many of them because it was just too much. It was too overwhelming. And so again, if, you know, we can just kind of focus it in, let's get a few goals, let's do really well, let's be successful, goals that speak to, you know, the teachers in my school, to the students in my classroom, and let's build upon that, you know, and, you know, if I look at it and I think, okay, so you know what, maybe over, um, you know, a one-year period, we're not accomplishing all kinds of things. We're doing specific things really well. But if you look at over two or three or five years, those things that you're doing well start to accumulate and people move forward. Your organization 
moves forward. So again, less is more. I think that that's so important. But to see it, um, to see it as a long game, you know, look at it from the long game. You know, don't look at it. The, don't look at the short-term gain. Look at the long-term gain. Break it down. Like, what's my goal in five years from now? You know, where do I want to be with my school? Where do I want to be with you know my classroom in four or five years from now? Is this where I want to be? I want to be you know that coffee house mindset, that idea where it's really about competencies and students you know working collaboratively together and you know um, thinking about that critical thinking problem solving together and I want it to be a coffee house I want it to be a, an environment where students are you know helping each other and sharing going out into the school and supporting other classrooms okay so if that's the goal then you there has to be that starting point and you have to baby step it and again in other episodes I've talked about about these ideas for sure embracing an open culture how do we share openly and regularly to further our own learning and development? So I think, again, for me, the, the best piece there that I can speak to is Twitter. You know, Twitter for me has been uh, godsend. And, you know, um, it's one of those things where, like, uh, I find with Twitter, it's like anything else. You know, like when we, when we don't, um, and this was me too, like I, I was like this for sure in the beginning also, like I didn't really truly understand how Twitter worked. So when I went on, I just always felt like, you know, why am I here? What am I doing? You know, this kind of feels like Facebook, but with the whole world. But then you start to discover hashtags. You, dis you start to discover at mentioning and likes and groups that you can follow. And you start to connect to some really cool educators, you know, within your province within your country, internationally, and you start to really gain some cool ideas that you can then implement in your classroom or your school. So I think, you know, when I look at embracing an open culture, I think that that's really the future of education. You know, it's not being restricted to our school or restricted to our board, but looking at education as a kind of like a broader world um, experience where we're learning from everyone out there who's doing cool things. And finally, uh, creating meaningful learning experience for educators. So do our professional learning opportunities mirror the learning we want to create for our students? And, um, you know, what pops in my mind is I think of this podcast, you know, and I think of, you know, the journey that I've been on to kind of do something like this. And, uh, you know, by, by no means are there, uh, you know, maybe many people listening to it or following it. But for me, this is an exercise that pays tenfold, you know. And, you know, if there's people out there that are listening that walk away and go, you know what, I, that, that one thing that Andrew mentioned today in today's episode is connected with me. Even if there's, you know, one or two or three people listening, for me, it's, it's, it's worth it. You know, it's worth it to do this. And I think also on another level, doing something like this is me practicing, you know, me doing work in the area of communication. And it's the work that I do. You know, I have to communicate all the time, you know, whether it's at conferences, whether it's at the board level, whether it's doing a presentation at the school. And so for me, doing this type of a podcast is a way for me to... um you know, mirror my professional learning so that it can really help me grow. And I think of teachers, you know, starting a blog, 
you know, uh, being on Twitter, um, you know, showcasing their learning and then starting to think like, wow, like when I'm posting to Twitter, I'm always really double checking the spelling and double checking what I'm posting to make sure because it's a reflection on me. And we think of the quality of what we post and what we try to put out there. And if we can start to take these things and harness them and bring them into our classroom and provide our students with opportunities to do the same, wow, think of, of where they can take their learning, you know? So uh, chapter 13, are we there yet? And that's a question I think that my answer is that I don't think in, in, in my lifetime as an educator, um, you know, as a person in education, I don't think I'll ever be there but the journey's amazing, and the learning is amazing, and uh, I've enjoyed every step of the way. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Tell Podcast. Again, I always appreciate any feedback that comes my way. I hope everyone has a wonderful week, and uh, looking forward to uh, the next episode. Take care, everyone.